Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. If you like what you're listening to, do us a favour. When you're done here, leave us a review and a rating on whatever podcast app you're listening on. It helps in terms of business and spreading the word to bring you more. This is Mark Graham, The Legend Series, Part 2. What stands out from your time in red and black? Because you ask a lot of North Sydney supporters what North Sydney's about, and they mention the name Mark Graham. Oh, gee, I'd be flattered flattered if that was true, Andrew. Um, What what stands out is um, we had a good... Good bunch of guys, yeah. um, uh, really good people. We like to um, um, play hard and party hard, and uh, we did both. Uh, one thing that really sort of stands out is our, our administrators of the, of the era. They were um, some of them were, you know, were some of the decisions they made were weren't great, you know, yeah. and um, yeah. um, difficult. Uh, you know, that um, I mean, there was a, there was a huge. Um, Blow up I had with one of the coaches that they employed, who and it wasn't his fault he got employed, and he was a good bloke and all that sort of thing. But he he didn't know footy and mm. um, or he didn't know Sydney footy, and he didn't know the rules. And um, I can remember one day we we're doing ball work and and um, we kicked the ball after five tackles, and he said, "Hang on, what are you doing that for?" We're going because you can't, otherwise we've got to give it to them. And he goes, "Oh, that's right, yeah, that's right." I'm just going, "Whoa, wow!" So and he was in charge of a first grade side in Sydney. Now he'd done nothing wrong. They'd asked him and he said yes. Why well, ask him though? If he, yeah, yeah, that's the problem, you know. So anyway, we had a huge blue and they ended up um, um, s- s- sacking him. And um, I was in the leagues club that night when it happened, and they came. One of the one of the directors came to me and said, "Well, you're going to be happy now. We've we've let him go." I said, well, "I'm not happy." I said, "He shouldn't have got a gig in the first place. Mm. Have you guys have you guys sacked yourselves too?" And they, they went, "No." I said, "You're relentless." I said, "Mate, he didn't." Give himself the job. You dickheads gave yep. him the job, you know. So you got to have a good look mm. at yourselves to see if you're worthy of being the director of the club. So, and that was that was a, one of the problems that we had. But um, yeah, I say in a, in a similar way nowadays. Current players and Ben Hunt's a, a wonderful example. Has just copped it unmercifully for two or three years. He's a million dollar player at St George Lawara, and I say, well, why is the pressure on him? For accepting a million dollars, shouldn't the pressure be on the guy that signed the cheque for a million dollars? Absolutely. Yeah. It's not like if 
if they offered him a million and he said, oh, shit, no, 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 mate, I'm a company worth half a million. Yeah. Might, there'd be something wrong with it. That's right. Yeah, and, and so it's not his fault. It's the people that, as you say, people that offered and, and signed the check, that they're in charge of the, the silly stuff. Yep. Norths were always there or thereabouts, always competitive, always tough, always plenty of fight, but so many times just falling short. <laughs> it, uh, we had a knack. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know how it, how it came about or, or what, but we, we could um, – you know, early on when I first went there, um, I'd be amazed how you know, we're good players, you know, and, and you train with them and you, yep. and they're, they're good and tough and strong and fit and fast and all those sort of things. And, you know, we'd be playing a game and you know, everything would be working out fine. And all of a sudden, it was almost like the referee looked up and said, shit, 20, 20 to go. And these blokes were ahead by 20. Hang on. And just all of a sudden, we'd never see the ball. And you just go, wow, what was all that about? And I got, yeah. all, I got sent off on the other occasion for reminding the referee that, um, that, that he'd just done that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was very hard to take, obviously, a lot of, mm. a lot of times. But um, I've got to say, I, I enjoyed I, – I really enjoyed um, North Sydney. I enjoyed the, the, the people. And I still do today. I'm, I go down there. It's like – it's like I had a beer with all the boys yesterday when I go there. And I, I won't have seen them for three or four years. It's just, it's just that sort of place, you know. It's, it's, it's been a, it was a marvelous. I expected, like, you know, people would say to me, "Oh, why didn't you go and play for another club and win a competition?" I'm going, "Well, I thought I could win one with Norse. Yep. You know, they were my mates. They were, they were who I am. They were, they were my friends. You know, and you're, and now you're, what you're talking about, you're talking badly about my friends. You might want to rethink that, you know, because yeah. I'm not going to cop that. You know? Yeah. So, um. Yeah, we had uh, Johnny McKinnon, uh, Johnny Gray, Keith Crash Harris, uh, Bonehead Cross, and we had a, we had a Ford pack that was could be a very scary proposition, yeah. you know. And I'm pretty sure the opposition just went, "Don't stir Johnny McKinnon up, and everything will be fine." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Johnny Gray was one of the one of the all time great players as far as I was concerned. He was just, just he could, and without without it was almost like telecommunication. He'd you know you'd hear the opposition yelling. Here comes Gray. You get Graham. Yeah, we got it. And I'd get the ball, and there'd be no one standing in front of me. It was just he just it was just cunning. He had great guile. He was great skill. Did you know he was a, like a county cricketer? Was he really? Yeah, county cricketer. He play, could play the piano or the trumpet or both. Uh, he was a great guest speaker. Um, Talented guy. Just he kick, first kick around the corner. He was the first round. The played country. rugby union for um, England. Played rugby league for Great Britain. It was nothing he couldn't do. Wow. It was just – and he was a really good golfer. It was just like, wow, who was this dude? It was um, – yeah, he was he was something special and he was um, a marvellous guy to play footy with. Only problem with – I've got a good story about him. He he's, um, didn't like the sight of blood. So we're playing Penrith one day and I'm pretty sure Rossi Simmons was the hooker. And anyway, they've gone down the scrum and in those days, you know, they'd say to the ref, who's got the loose? But it didn't matter because you know, we were taking it anyway or yeah. someone was going to take it. And um, – Anyway, there was a headbutting competition started, and um, Johnny Gray comes out of the scrum. I'm like, what's going on there? And, and uh, the referee's going, back in the scrum. And he's going, I can't. He's looking at him. He's got, there's there's, there's uh, Rossi with a bone sticking out of his nose. You know, his nose is flat on his face. There's blood pouring out of him. And Rossi's still waiting to go down the scrum. He's not whinging about everything. And uh, the referee said, well, you did it. Put your head back in there. And he's going, oh, I can't, I can't put my head back in there. He's bleeding. And we were going, well, you did it to him. Don't do it to him anymore then. <laughs> So, I love yeah, it. Yeah. You left Norse at the end of 1988, just a little over a decade later. Norse were gone. Did that hurt? 
Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, it was um, – they seemed to be travelling really well. I mean, football-wise, they were going pretty good, as yeah. well, I, I thought. Um, um, I'm not sure, you know, obviously it was some sort of financial strain that they they were under, but um, I thought they were travelling pretty good. And um, to this day, I'm, in, I'm a member of the Den. Um, yep. And, you know, to the Den is um, you know, people still wanted to get the club back together. So, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. I'll wind back for a moment. I can't let this – Question slip. Tuesday, June 18, 1985, Lang Park. That fight, oh, yes. that night, Australia, New Zealand, Greg Dowling and Kevin Tamady. Yes. You were the Kiwi captain. What do you remember of that night? Because still 36, 37 years on, we've never seen anything quite like it. Um, not a lot. I got KO'd pretty early on. Uh, I, I, Crusher Cleal? Yeah, Crusher and Blocker got me, yeah. I ran around. They'd kicked it long, and I'd gone to first receiver and I'd called the winger around. And um, as I as I turned my back on them, I got cleaned up, and um, I was out before I hit the ground. So, but they got me back on my feet. Um, the the uh, then the then physio, uh, 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 all this is news to me. So I watched the game on video to see yep. what actually happened. So I said to my mate, "How did you get me back up?" Like I was, I was. Out cold before yeah. the round. He said, "Oh, I had some amyl nitrate, so I broke it under your nose, and you, and you know, for the last twenty minutes, you just you go back to doing what you're doing." You know? Wow! So I was, I was I was off playing, and I was you know, I was playing away there, and uh, played it right too. I was quite, well, don't remember any of it, but I was playing okay. <laughs> and uh, I was putting bombs up, something I very really did, but put bombs up. And anyway, um, half time, they kept me on my feet and kept me moving. And then when I went back out, that was it. I was done. I, you know, the the whatever they gave me had worn off, and so they they replaced me. But um, from my understanding, Graham Lowe had said to the um, so KT Kevin Tommy, um, mate, you're there to make sure that doesn't happen, and it's already happened. What are you going to do about it? So that was the the instigator, I suppose. Yep, and. Um, so and it just that's that's pretty much it. And 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 we got beaten, we got beaten in the last few minutes, I think, in that game. And the next game we got beaten in the last thirty seconds. The next one was at Carlow Park. And the third test we went to um, we Carlow Park again, and we beat Australia eighteen nil. First time they'd ever been held to nil. And um, what a great day that was! And it lives long in my memory that. And there was. Um, yeah, when you think that we had players in our side that played for their local club sides in New Zealand, on on yeah. there was maybe half a dozen of them uh, to, to take on the might of Australia and go close in two Test matches mm. and to win one eighty nil first time ever Australia's been held a nil. Um, it's to be to be uh, celebrated. When we're talking tough guys of rugby league, where does Kevin and Howie Tamady rate? Well, they rate highly. There was, there was, you know, in those days, those are lots of tough people. Yeah, you know, there, it was it was a it was a tough man's game. I mean, you know, there's like, you know, um, if you went out for a drink, yep, um, nobody bothered you. Yeah, because that was you know, you was if you went over and incited them, bad things were going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, you, yeah, that that was without you know. Um, and even when uh, like I played footy and we'd go out for a drink, and no one was abusive towards you because if they were. Mm. They were going outside, and, and yeah. you, you were going to take them out and give them a kick. I can classic example: we were out um, doing a promotion one year with North Sydney, and we we um, we stopped in the Grand, near the Granville pub, 
oh, we stopped at the Granville pub. We went in for a drink afterwards. And we had, you know, the officials and the coaches and all that were with us. And we went and had a drink. And one of the local toughs, toughs was given Stevie Mayo a hell of a, a bag. And he was giving it to big Stevie. And he was, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, and Stevie didn't know what to do. And we, we're all a little bit, well, I don't know. You know, we've got the officials here. We know what we'd do if they weren't here. But, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, Ron Willie, the coach, had had enough and he walked over to Stevie May and he said, if you don't take him outside and knock him out, you'll never play first grade. Stevie went, good as gold. <laughs> so you, get outside. Yep. We all went out and he punched, punched holes in him and that was that, all done. You know? Back but, into first grade. Yeah. So uh, imagine that happening nowadays. Oh, God. He's suspended. They'd put everyone in jail. Yeah, in, <laughs> in the courts, wouldn't you? <laughs> but, you know, that's um, – yeah, that, like there were, there were tough men everywhere and, and you know – the, the, those sort of deeds, um, or or you know, at Adahu or wherever you went, those were sort of handed down, and they were they were stories, and yeah. they, and and so the standards were built on the backs of those sorts of things. Yeah. So you don't remember it at the time. Have you watched back the Dowling Tamati fight on? Video? I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Katie, he could he was, he was um, did a bit of boxing, so he could handle yeah. himself. Yeah. But you know, like you look at um, uh, Dowling, like Katie didn't miss him. And and no. he was still getting up. Yep. And so, you know, you got to credit him with being a hard bugger too. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. Captain in New Zealand, Mark, what did that mean to you? What did it mean to the family? Because it's a, a, a wonderful honour. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the highest honours, if not the highest honour that I, mm. of, um, I was lucky enough to be awarded. Um, the captain of your country is mostly the, the uh, pinnacle. Um, I was hugely lucky in that I was captain of – a very good um, group of guys, a very good team, and um, like winning and losing, yeah, that's where they, you know, they they um, that's where they have scoreboards. But you know, the effort that you put in to, to to play the best you possibly can is is what you're after, you know. Yeah, I've played games and they've given me man of the match, and I've been beside myself. I said, "What? Well, you stupid? You, you didn't? You weren't watching me? Out there. Yeah, what's going on? You know, I know I've played like shit, you know, and." Um, on the other on occasion, I'd have to go and accept something as a man of the match and just and just be beside myself. Wow! You know? um, because you know it's that thing you know you, you know yourself. You know? And mm. sometimes you, you don't get man of the match and you go, "Well, they don't know. They don't, yes. know, they don't know what they're talking about." Yeah, it they, works you know? both ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The coaching bug. Some say it's infectious. When did you realise it was perhaps an avenue that may have interested you? Uh I think well, Graham Graham Lowe, he was over uh, Manly, and um, a great mate of mine. He was coaching over there, and uh, he ended up um, getting crook, being in hospital. I went to see him, and he said, "Oh mate, you got to come and give us a hand to coach." And I said, "Oh, okay." So I went over and just just tried out. Just you know, what do you want me to do? And he said, "I'll go and talk to those blokes or do this drill yeah. or whatever." And I, I really enjoyed it. And, and the Manly guys are a good bunch of guys, and um, I, I so I sort of started there, I suppose. Um, interesting story I got for you. That, yeah, um, so when I'm when I'm playing, um, Manly and Bob Fulton calls me and goes, "Mate, I oh, would like to take you out to lunch and talk to you about a contract." And I went, oh, "Okay, it'd be silly not to listen." You know? so, yeah. So I go out to lunch and I go and there's a few of the board members there, and um, so we're sitting there and we're talking, and um, I was. Um, embarrassed by the behaviour of some of the people at the table, and I said, "Oh wow, you know." So I thought. Oh, me being me, I'll, if I'm in the restaurant, I'm not putting up with that. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm telling the manager, I need to do something about that yep. or I'm going to get up and leave, you know. And um, 
Anyway, so I made an excuse to leave. I said, lads, I've got somewhere to be. I've got to go. Yeah. So um, Bozo called me uh, a little while later and he said, so what do you want, you know? And in those days, 40 was a big quid, you know? Yeah. So um, I asked for a lot more than that. And he said, wow, who do you think you are? And, and, I, and I said, well, that's what I needed to put up with the people that I – if they were going to be at the club, that's, yep. the, that's the sort of money I'm going to need to put up with those sort of people, boys. And uh, that was the end of the conversation. So it was pretty easy, really. Um, wow. Um, but, um, yeah, I was just yeah, – I, I, and, and my wife to this day says to me, you know, you are just – you're going to end up in a coma in a hospital because, you know, people aren't going to cop. I said, well, mate, I'm not going to cop what – Yeah. I've got standards, you know. Like, why would I why, – why would I put up with that? You know? Yep. So um, – and yeah, it's most probably going to happen, but guess so what? Be yeah, so be it. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Looking back at a time of heartbreaking turmoil on and off the field for the Warriors, there was infighting in the boardroom, a power struggle within the club, uncertainty. It made it next to impossible for a team to perform to potential. You were the coach. How tough was that? That was very hard. You know, in uh, two thousand, was made even harder by my younger son passing away. Mm. So that was yeah, right in the middle of the year. It was um, it was a terrible time, um, and I think to lead into that, so um, I take over in '99, and I'm grateful for the opportunity. Don't get me wrong; I was, I was I'd done seven years as an assistant coach: Graham Lowe, Bob Fulton, um, Peter Louis, yep. Timmy Sheens, and those were, they were good coaches, and they knew their stuff. And I'd done seven years, so. I always say, had I been a doctor, I'd, I'd have been a brain surgeon by the end of yeah. uh, by passing all that. But anyway, um, so I go to I go to the Warriors in '99, and the then coach um, was the Kiwi coach, the Warriors coach, and the manager for most of the Kiwi players. And so um, he he leaves, and you know, and that, at that time is at that time in '98 was an 18 team comp. Yes. Um, so two of the sides drop out. Yep. So those players from those sides are absorbed elsewhere. Yep. And um, I think the Warriors came second last that year. Mm. So I go to the Warriors and all the, the players that are represented by the then coach who's now their manager or was their manager at the same time, not a bad gig when you think about it. If you're the manager and you go, oh, look, Andy, he's a good player. Yeah. He's going to play test matches this year because I'm the coach and selector. Um, he's worth an extra – Hundred thousand dollars, yep. Of which I'll be getting ten percent of. That's right, yeah. So it's a pretty good gig, great gig, great gig. Anyway, um, 
So all these top-line players, you know, they, they, they come to me and say, well, don't want to play for you. I said, mate, good as gold. Grab your gear and, and hit the table. But make sure you get everything because if you turn up again, I'm going to have you for trespassing, you know. Yep. So um, I, I didn't want anyone that didn't want to play for me. So we had all these kids, all these young people. Yeah. And um, I think you might have to research this, but I think we came – we lost about half a dozen games by a couple of points. Um, so um, – I think that was the best the Warriors have ever done, even to this date. If they hadn't made the semis, that was the next best they've ever okay. done, right? So you might have to research that. But anyway, um, so with all these kids, we go good. You know, we're, we're playing a good style of footy. Yeah. You know, um, we have unearthed some tremendous talent, and um, uh, lots of them went on with it. And uh, so 90, that was ninety nine. End of ninety nine. There's a World Cup going on. So the coach of the New Zealand side, he's still the coach of the New Zealand side now. They play Tonga at Carlo Park, and he's got the two Paul boys, Henry and Robbie Paul. Yep. He's looking at them at five eight combinations or your halves combination, and he he picks Stacey Jones and puts him in, and Stacey breaks his wrist and plays six games that year. The next year for me, so he, he's and then oh. Johnny Simons, who's who's our captain, who we got halfway through the year, um, he's out injured for most of the most. Of, so between Stacey. And Johnny Simons, we have six games where they both play together. So there's 12 points available for those, for those, and we can get 10 of them. So, wow. yeah. So, um, and at the same, just prior to the season starting, um, Matthew Ridge resigns or retires. And, um, so we've ended up losing our, pretty much our spine <laughs> in like, like, in like that. So, yep. You know, we were just getting kids. We were just getting going to the local league and saying, mate, welcome to the Warriors. Here's Who a wants pretty, a chance? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So and it was a tough year. We, we didn't come last. Um, we actually won a couple of pretty important games. Um, uh, and the good thing about it is all the, lots of the kids that we gave opportunities to um, went on with it and, and played some good footy for the Warriors So in years to come. So it wasn't, a, wasn't all bad. But I said to them, uh, I didn't get sacked. I said to them, if I couldn't get the Warriors to the semis, in two years, I'd resign. So, and I resigned because obviously it didn't happen. So I resigned yep. and I went and coached uh, rugby union for yeah. New Auckland Rugby Union, and um, went to Europe and coached, helped coach um, Italy for uh, what do they have over there, the, the Six Nations. Six Nations, yeah. And then I went to Japan for a couple of years and coached yeah. there rugby union. So it was great. There's two very different sides to coaching that I, I don't think most casual fans are aware of. There's the the tactics. There's game day. But there is also the ability to control a really delicate balancing act between being an authoritarian, being a politician, but you still got to focus on the scoreboard whilst trying to control, mature and improve 30 young testosterone-filled kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I was really good at all of that, <laughs> but um, – uh, I'd like to think that yeah, that I was you know you, what you saw is what you got. You know, if I had something to say, and even yep. to, even to the to this day, if I got something to say, I'm going to tell somebody. Mm. Um, you know, I, I'd like to not think people think of me whinging behind someone's back because if they do say something wrong, I'll correct them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and and with that, you get a lot of um, honesty. Yes. Um, but there's no oh geez what did I say last time that happened I just say what what I think is right or, you, know. you got no filter well I, I'd like to think I have it in a great deal of ways but uh, if someone's going to come at me unfiltered 
um, th- that's what's going to happen with them, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I was. Um, I loved my time coaching, and I, um, I I do like to I dabble every now and again. I do a little bit of coaching, but um, it's the game has certainly changed, you know, a lot. You know, I was going to say horrendously, but yeah. maybe not. But it's it's changed a lot, obviously. You know. Do you like the game that you see in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two? Um, I like watching the good sides, the, the yeah. top sides play. You know, they play football. They look for opportunities to score points. Mm. They uh, defend extremely well. Uh, they don't. They don't seem to talk about uh, completion rates. They talk about uh, scoring opportunities. And yeah. I, I think the the um, the thing that really drives that home is the Roosters you know, when they won back to back premierships. They were the worst and and or the third worst in completion rates in the competition, and yet they still won the comp. Doing something with it, yes. And this in the old days, you watch old footy, and as we were lucky enough to watch every now and again, um, everyone's trying to score points. Yeah, and 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 if if someone's standing in a tackle and, and he's got the ability to pass, he, he can pass the ball because mm. there's no one covering the ball up. The coach is screaming, "Why isn't someone there? Mm. Not not go to ground and play it." <laughs> um, yeah, it's if someone throws a bad pass, they. They don't go. You shouldn't have thrown it. They go, mate. Your skills. Work on your skills. Get yeah. that. Get that happening. You know. And and I've got to give um, Trent Robinson a huge rap because, and and the good sides. Um, obviously, um, the Storm um, scoring points from inside their own half on the third or fourth tackle. Mm. Yeah, that, that's footy. That's yeah. You know, I, I, something that really struck me was home in New Zealand. I was um, had a. The day where I was, had not much on, I started reading a book at my sister's place where I was staying, and she had her husband's a rugby union guy, who's since um, been now he's a rugby league guy, and um, I was reading one of the books that he had, and there was a guy, Brown, I can't think of his first name. He was a good player, played with the All Blacks, played that uh, for for Otago. He would have been a good rugby league player. He was tough and hard. One of the first guys ever to go to a ruck as a back in in uh, rugby union. Anyway, um, he was. They were discussing a. a um, New Zealand coaching style for rugby union, mm. and he was saying that he looked at a job in France, and he watched the grand final between two top sides in France, and there was a fifty thousand seat stadium, and there was a nine thousand people there. The score was nine six. It was three goals to two goals, and he said he wouldn't have anything to do with it. And he said you got to understand that in New Zealand rugby union, they look at the product and they said this is entertainment dollar yeah. that people are spending to come through our gates or to turn the television on, and and then rugby union. Has been gets all their coaches and goes. If you give us that shit, yeah. you will no longer have a job. And rugby league should start thinking the same things because um, you know if you're not entertaining people, yeah. they're not turning the TV on, and then therefore there's no money in the game. And just seeing people run into people yeah. is not what I would call football. You know? And um, I think the coaches have got to be got to be pressed on them that it's a, it's the, about the entertainment of your fans and and. You know, that's how you get new fans, entertaining mm. people. When you look back, mate, is there a game, a test match, a moment that stands out above all the others? Gee. Oh, not really. No. Nah. Yeah. I think the, the greatest thing that I've ever witnessed is the birth of my children. Yeah. Um, by far and away the, uh, the uh, most spectacular thing that – I was ever part of. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But um, footy, yeah. I mean, you know, you tried hard, you did your best, um, you bled lots, you woke up in hospital a few times, you had a good time, you know. I've, I've, been, I've been blessed. 
an initial inductee into the New Zealand Rugby League Legends of League, an inductee to the New Zealand Sports Hall of Fame, North Sydney Bears Team of the Century, New Zealand Kiwis Team of the Century, an Auckland Rugby League and Immortal, an Australian Rugby League Hall of Famer as well. But this one, this is the one that I'd like to ask about. Being named the greatest player New Zealand has produced in a century. You're awarded that in 2007. How does that sit with you? I still marvel at it today. I still think, wow, how can that be? Because, you know, like, I mean, it's a great honour and, I, and I'm, I'm so thankful and, and um, thank thank God that um, that it was given to me. Uh, but but I, I wonder how how you do that, you know, like from mm. different eras and um, unlimited tackles from, um, you know, six tackles. There was a four-tackle stage. Yeah. There was uh, five metres. Now they're standing ten metres apart. Mm. Um, three yards used to be. Um I don't know how you do that, but I'm very thankful that my name was read out. Um, um, yeah, it's, it's certainly an honour, and um, um, I don't know how it came to be, but I'm happy about it, yeah. Bet you're glad that you didn't go fishing and that Graham Lowe <laughs> said you mightn't be tough enough or good enough yeah. and you took up the challenge. Yeah, I, I, um, I certainly have been blessed. Although I've got to say, I've been asked before about, you know, you know, if you look back on your life, you know, what was something that you think was a constant thing? And I was so, you know, obviously I, I, I pray and I believe in God. And, um, but, you know, my life is about being getting up. Yep. You know, yeah, life, and it's not just me and it's for everybody, and I've had some wonderful, wonderful things happen, you know, far greater than some people are ever going to be privileged to yep. happen to them. But life's about having standards and keep getting up, you know, because you're going to get smashed. Life's, yeah. life's hard on you, you know. And um, you've got to realise that you know, it's impossible to win them all, but you've got to have a, you've got to do your best, you know. I grew up watching in awe and at times terrified of the six-foot-three frame of the big Kiwi that played for the Bears. And that was terrified just watching on the TV. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure to sit down and chat. And honestly, I reckon that we could sit here for another few hours and talk oh, yeah. footy and life. Old mate, Mark Graham, you, sir, are a legend. Thank you, Henry. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The weekly wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.